The Rod and Staff podcast comes out of the host's passion for Christ and his church. It exists to encourage a deeper engagement with issues that pertain to doctrine and life. Check us out at rodandstaff.org. Welcome to the Rod and Staff podcast. I am your host, Roger, along with my co-host, Jason, and we are back for another episode. But before we get into our topic for today, I have a question for you, a leftover question from our last episode on our quickfire questions. Here it comes. This shouldn't be too hard. But if you were on a stranded island, what three items would you have? And they can't be things that are going to get you off the island. If I had three items only? Three items. That's all you get. <laughs> Does my wife count as an item? No, probably oh, not. Oh, she's not going to like to hear that. No, she's not. An, I said she's not an <laughs> okay. item. But I'd like her with me is all I'm saying. Okay. okay? Um, three items. Okay, well, I, I need I need something to um, be able to eat with. So I, I want like a like kill to eat or something. So I okay. guess I'd like s- some sort of a weapon, uh, like a... A, a knife, a sword. Would you use it? Um, probably not. I would certainly <laughs> die without eating of starvation, but at least a sword would help me chop down if they're fruit and that kind of stuff. That's so, true. Okay. That's good. So that's the physical part, at least in that regard. Um, I would, uh, obviously, I, I need to have my Bible with me. Is that okay? Yeah, you're a pastor. You have to. I have to, you, right? Yeah. Um, you lose all your credibility if you don't have If it. I don't have that. <laughs> I think I, I can't think of anything else I'd want. <laughs> I don't know. Do I need anything else with me? I guess I I would take another book. <laughs> Which book? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> um, hey, if you're gonna go, at least you're going least, reading something good, yeah. right? <laughs> that's really interesting. What book would I want with me? Oh, this is this is this is bad. And it can't be the book you wrote. Okay, you know, I wouldn't want that with me. That's gonna be of no use reading my own book. Um, oh wait, oh wait, but I don't know if I'd have Wi-Fi. I was gonna say, can I take mm. like my iPad with me that I have a whole bunch of books? <laughs> a Kindle? No? Can I take my Kindle? I, I have iPad Pro. Yeah, yeah, I can take it. Sure. Okay. It's All right. Your, so it's your items. A sword. Wait, then I don't need a Bible because it's on the iPad there you go. Pro. So you just create a new item. So now I could get something else too. <laughs> I'm good. I don't know what a confusing question. <laughs> And notice Thank that I said I ones. notice I said I, I, I want my wife with you, but I didn't mention my kids. Is that terrible? <laughs> I don't know. At uh, this stage of life, no, it's totally understandable. It okay. How about you? What three items would you I don't know? I asked a question, so I don't need to no, answer. No, no, this it. is not a quick fire question. That was last episode. You have to answer this one. Yeah, definitely would have my Bible so I can read and okay. have a Kindle device because I want to continue to read. Okay. And I probably should have something to help me eat something. See? <clears throat> I don't know how long that's going to last. So some type of... <laughs> uh, <clears throat> yeah. Spear, a sword, something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah something you. like that. Yeah. Something to light fire, maybe, to make fire so you can warm up. Okay. It's going to get cold at night. Oh, you don't know those tricks to like no, to rub the sticks together? I wasn't in the Boy Scouts. My brother was yeah. in all that. I learned all the tie the knots and That's all funny because my brothers were too and I was not. I yeah. wasn't collected. I was the last one born, so they didn't have any. Oh. That's not left. why. I, I just was too scared to be in the Boy Scouts. That's <laughs> <laughs> so. uh, great. Wow. Okay, well, on that note, let's get started with our topic, and, and we picked a, a doozy of a topic today to talk oh, about, man. and I say that because there are some topics that, as Christians, instantly when you bring up a topic, 
you trigger each other. And I think this is one of those ones where it just triggers something and a quick response just comes out of the soul when you bring this up yeah. when you're around Christians. And I would say probably non-Christians have discussions on this too, but in our Christian world, we have those topics. And so we're going to talk about one of them today. You're going to solve all the answers uh, to this great oh, topic sure. on uh, schooling choices for our children, or maybe for other children, um, uh-huh. just schooling choices in general. So I say it's a trigger because people are very passionate about the topic of how do we educate our children? <clears throat> what is the right way to educate? Um, is there a right way to educate? Does God's word tell us there is a, a way we're to educate? And so the choices before us in our specific context context are normally the three choices. Do we go public? Do we go private? Or do we do it at home and have homeschooling? And so um, that brings up a lot in a person's uh, thought process, Um, not just for themselves, but for others. And that's where I think becomes, excuse me, the biggest trigger is that it's not just a personal question anymore. But now it's a question for all. And so um, it becomes a a conviction that now becomes an application for all. Um, And we elevate it. I had a a professor who would say uh, that when we take the truth of Scripture and we make applications out of it, um, sometimes we exalt those applications Back to the level of scripture. Sure. And we don't allow people to apply um, in their lives in different ways. So <clears throat> that's just the introduction to this great big topic. Yeah. And and I thought it'd be important to think about. Yeah. Uh, we've made choices for our own uh, kids. We have thoughts um, uh, for the other choices. Um, so as we get into it, maybe a, a good place to start would be just to talk about our our choices we've had and our different experiences uh, with schooling and the different paths we've gone uh, up to yeah. this point of where we're at. So you can start us sure. off with that. I, I First, I think one thing I want to start with um, before we even get into the kind of the personal kind of journey we've been on uh, in our family um, is that we believe, and I think you agree with this, Roger, we believe that educating our children, raising up our children um, that is the parent's responsibility. Mm-hmm. We think that's true both with their their kind of education, kind of general education, as well as their Christian growth and education. Mm-hmm. That we don't think that the youth group, the youth pastor's role is to do that work alone, and mm-hmm. that's that's his job. Um, he raises our kids spiritually and f- informs them, fills yeah. them doctrinally, and you know all those things. No, that's our job, and and the youth pastor comes alongside of the families, the, the parents, in that way. So same is true with schooling, that we don't want, we're not trying to abdicate our responsibility to any form of schooling. Um, we think that's still our responsibility. Mm-hmm. And so no matter what choices have been made, the parents need to be actively involved in the regular uh life of their child and in, in their growth in their in, in we want to know what they're learning be close to what they're learning no matter mm-hmm. what so i just want to kind of preface it with that that's good so what have been our our what's been our journey so we started out um 
well, obviously in preschool, I think there's only private options anyway. So for preschool, I mean, maybe there's, I don't think. Not there, anymore. There are some public options mm -hmm. now. Oh, okay. Well, at our time. Um, <laughs> so we, we, we had put our children in preschool into a, a private Christian conservative school that was near our home. And um, for preschool, we liked it. And we know that they also had an elementary and junior high school as well. And we thought, you know what? As long as we can do it, we liked what they were learning. We thought we liked the, the teachers and the staff and everything. Thought it was a safe place. And so we had them in a private Christian school. Okay. Um, when we made the decision to move our home, uh, part of the reason we decided to move our actual home was that we realized that the price kept going up on private school. <laughs> and as, as we saw that they were going to junior high and then high school was going to be quite a bit more yeah. expensive. And we were very limited in, in, in our ability. We just didn't think we could afford to put them in, in private school. And so we thought, wow, we should probably move to an area where we trust the schools a little bit more that are public. Mm -hmm. And, so we made the move uh, to where we are currently, and we liked the area schools based on the research that we had done. And so then we put our kids in the public schools, LAUSD, which probably will make some folks turn off the podcast at this point <laughs> and go, oh, th this is the response I've heard from some. Oh, so you don't care about your children. Wow. <laughs> Well, no. Fee trigger, right? Yeah, it totally. It's yeah, it was a trigger. Uh, uh, Roger, you and I were joking mm -hmm. how to even title this this episode, and I had joked it should be private, public, or pure, because <laughs> <laughs> some folks think homeschooling is the only pure yeah. version of things. But um, so our kids have been now in. Um, they started out. In, my my son was in third grade. My daughter was in first grade, and they started out in the public schools then. Okay. And uh, and now they're. Uh, ninth and seventh. So they've been in there for quite some time in the public schools. So that's where we're at currently. Okay. That's great. How about well, you guys? For, for our journey, um, when we, uh, we had moved to the Santa Clarita area, specifically we were looking for better school districts. We were in the Pasadena area. <clears throat> I was looking to get closer to work. Um, cause I, we worked more near the Valley and, and we wanted, uh, we were looking at the school districts thinking that we couldn't afford private. It just wasn't an option. Homeschooling was always there. Uh, I was in a church at one point that I think 90% of the families were homeschooling their kids. There were very few that did the public route and nobody did private just because of the pricing of it. Yeah, sure. Um, we didn't want to go that route. Uh, so we said we'll start and our thought process was we'll take it year by year yeah. and see how it goes. And so we found a local school <clears throat> that was near our house and we started going there, uh, sending our kids there from, you know, TK um, on up, okay. um, went through the elementary school with my daughter uh, my son is still there in fifth grade, and my daughter has just started her first year at junior high school, so seventh grade. Uh, we were considering the option of going private at this point. Mm -hmm. um, there was a local Christian school that had some uh, some better pricing for people who worked in ministries, and nice. so um, it, it became a little more reasonable, not, not my preference, yeah. but we thought, well, it's, it's maybe getting to the age where... Junior high is a little crazy. I remember junior high school and just yeah. everything going on with hormones and friends and 
all of that. And so we thought, well, maybe this is the route. And it actually, uh, we thought we were going to go that way. And then the door closed because they had no room. Um, a lot of people were starting to fill the private schools. Oh, a yeah. lot of our friends in the area, uh, uh, just so many. Um, and so we decided to transfer to a different junior high school in our area because we, you know, looking at ratings and opportunities, we found better opportunities um, at a different one and we're more comfortable with it. So we did that route and we're still doing things year by year. There is no guarantee. Um, and during this time, my, I, we always thought we want to be involved in the school. Mm-hmm. So my wife decided to start substitute teaching. So she did that and was in the school there, you know, once or twice a week and, uh, during the elementary years. Mm-hmm. Um, and now she's doing it uh, full time. Um, but that has helped us just kind of be connected to what's going on and to have a pulse on things yeah. that was important to us. So that's kind of our journeys. Um, I think when even when talking about this um, uh, debate, there's different or not debate, but choices that there's a couple key things that I think are important to think about mm-hmm. um, in, in considering because uh, some may think there is only one way yeah. or there, there is the right way. You know, we create, uh, we create rules and laws for other to li- others to live by. Right. Here's how I apply the scripture. Here's the law. And you must, you know, you have to agree with me that this is the best because it's what God's word says. Yeah. But it's interesting that even in the scriptures, God gave us one verse on how to raise our children in Ephesians. Raise them up in the instruction, discipline of the Lord. Yeah. It's really all he said. <laughs> Amen. So, so you know, for the for somebody who just wants to find one particular verse and try to apply it that way, which wouldn't be good hermeneutics and application anyway, yeah. uh, just applying one verse to something. Um, we don't want to start there, but I, I thought that... Um, as I've engaged with others and disagreed with others, that convictions is really important to this conversation. But not only are having our own convictions important, but it's honoring other people and their convictions. Mm. When dealing with something that is not an issue of black and white, nor sin or not sin. Right. Some may try to argue it. Yeah. And I think I've heard some try to argue it. with arguments of of it but i think we have to step back and say what are your convictions and are you living by your own convictions or are you living by others Hmm. and are you honoring another who may have made a different choice um than you have made uh in this a couple of scriptures come to mind um romans chapter 14 uh romans chapter 14 Uh, we'll just turn there and look at um this context, you know, this passage about um, uh, food and the sake of food and using freedom um, uh, uh, to eat or not to eat and not causing another uh, to stumble. Um, but when we get to the end of that, starting in verse 20, goes uh, through 23, uh, the conclusion uh, Paul makes here is, Uh, He says, but whoever has doubts is condemned if he eats because the eating is not from faith for, but for whatever does not proceed from faith is sin. Um, Talking about really your, your, uh, how you're seeing things, how you're convicted with things. 
<clears throat> applying this to, you know, this is in the context of eating unclean or clean food and not yeah. being concerned on that. But I think that's one, one section of scripture that talks about, you know, are you, are you making the decision by faith? Yeah. Um, what do, what do yeah. you think? I, I think one of the things that that passage helps us to kind of process is that we have to ask good questions about why we're making the decisions that we're making. Yes. We can't, we can't be negligent in, in the way we make these decisions. And, and, um, we have to be faithfully considering what do the scriptures tell us and what are we, what are we responsible for? And so if you're reading through the scriptures and your conscience, you know, your, your conscience is convicted that if I let my children go to public school, mm-hmm. um, I'm dishonoring the Lord Jesus. Mm-hmm. And yet you decide that you're going to put them in public school. That would be a problem mm-hmm. because you're going against a conviction. Like you said, you're going against your conscience. Now your conscience could be wrong on that yeah, issue. That's true. But, but if your conscience is going that direction and you're just saying, ah, Oh, well, you know, there, there's a, there seems to be a problem there. Uh, in your in your own decision making, your own will, etc. Uh, on the other hand, if you are being faithful and careful, you're looking diligently studying the scriptures and prayerfully considering your responsibility as a parent, and you come to the conviction then that it's okay that there is not sin involved in whether you put them in private or public or homeschooling then I think that you should go to the next level of questions to be, to be asked, right? Mm-hmm. And just go through it. You know, I have a, a number of questions that I would ask and did ask it that would help me to go, okay, now I'm going to use the wisdom God has given me. So first question is, is it sin? Yeah. Okay. So, so it's such an important question that, you know, Romans brings up. Is it sin? What's my conscience permitting or not permitting as I'm being faithful in my study and, you know, of the scriptures? And once I, I'm convinced it's not sin any which direction, right? So now it's no longer a sin issue. Now it's a wisdom issue. Then I can ask another series of questions. But well, yeah. th- There's another thing I think that goes on in <clears throat> inside of our hearts when we think about this question of, of choosing of, of the question of fear. Mm-hmm. We're fearing. Oh, yeah. Right. So, so some of the arguments are, you know, is, is even you've brought up the, the comment you received. Mm-hmm. There's a fear in what we don't know, but there's also a fear in what we do know. So there are realities that occur in each of these scenarios that you can bring up. I think one of them is seen more and more is the fear factor mm-hmm. that people have been flocking to private out of fear mm-hmm. of public, out of fear of what they might hear, what they might see, what what's going on. And then it becomes a blanket statement as if everything is all the same, <clears throat> making an argument of of uh, 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 oversimplification sure. for sure. every single school district yeah. or every single, uh, you know, you know in, the, in, the, in the sense of a public school, that every public school is doing that. Well, when you yeah. start with that type of argument, you've already lost because you're not considering it. You've never visited every single, you yeah. know. I mean, looking at the other areas, too, of, of uh, private or, or homeschooling and the motives for that. Um, yeah, I mean, look, fear is such a big issue 
for so many of us in yeah. in in various you know uh, in, in various aspects of our lives, right? So different different decisions we make. You know, if we're if we're constantly living living in fear and making decisions based on fear, then we've not understood the Lord. We've not understood His sovereignty. We've not understood um, you know His wisdom either. So we don't want to be controlled by fear. Uh, that that's not. You know, he says, don't be afraid of man anyway. Be afraid of the one who can send body and soul into yeah. hell. Okay. Now, are there things to be rightly concerned with? Sure. So I don't want to just label it fear and say, therefore, hey, that's fear. Therefore, it's bad. No. Yeah. Can you be concerned with things? Yes. And as a public school parent, I can tell you there are things to be concerned with. Yep. Um, things that that are kind of shocking sometimes when you see them show up and when your child comes home and, and asks you about certain things, yeah. you're like, what now? Thankfully. So what are some of those things, right? Everyone knows that there's going to be, um, all sorts of loose morals in the schools, right? Both the students and now more than ever, the teachers, they teach certain values that would be complete opposite of what we believe. Yeah. Okay. But turn on the television. Let them turn. use their phone or their apps or their, their iPads or whatever to look at anything. Watch a movie. If you're not going to shelter them from everything, they're going to be exposed. And what I think every parent must do, whether it's private, home, or public, is you be the one to decide on how and when they're going to be exposed. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be the first one to talk to my children about, uh, we're on the air, so I'll say, the birds and the bees. Mm. I wanted to be the first yeah. one. I didn't want my children to get that from anywhere else. I knew they'd be exposed in things they're watching anyway. So, and from their classmates. Yeah. And so first conversation to be had about those things was with me or for my daughter, with my daughter, do- uh, yeah. with my wife. Um, so I think that there are things to be concerned with, but there are ways to mitigate those concerns. And the reality is those concerns are probably real as we're finding from other parents in the public and sorry, in the private school, as well as if they're homeschooled, do they not go out and meet with friends that are around them? Do they not watch television? Are they not on sports teams? What, what other interaction now it's great because look there, you can limit some of those influences. I think that's fair. And yeah. I, so again, I'm not condemning and saying, Oh, it's all the same. I think it's <laughs> fair if, if, for, for someone to say, I would rather my ch- children be home with me. Yeah. Um, but fear can't be the controlling factor. What about the maybe the flip side of it of of uh, hope? Mm. And what I mean by that is the hope that your kids are going to turn out a certain way because oh. you've chosen a specific path. So because I've chosen a private Christian school yeah. that share the same values I have, yep. they hear about God all day long. They hear about the morals that we believe in. They go to chapel. They have all of that. Yeah. Or they're homeschooled, so they're around me. So I, I know the content. I'm communicating our family values. I'm with them all the time. Therefore, at the end of this, what is my hope? Yeah. My this, hope is they're gonna be perfect kids, right? <laughs> not perfect kids, but you know what I mean. They're gonna right. need to be. They're the, they're not gonna be formula, right? The yeah. formula is if I put this input in, if I if I only surround them with believers, if I put yeah. them where their teachers at least are Christians, they're teaching them godly things, etc. That then in the end, the 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 re, the, the formulaic 
promise or the you know in the end is going to be that they're going to be good Christian kids. Good Christian kids, yes. And yep. the fact is that we, any of us who are faithful to the scriptures, know that that is just not true. It's very possible that I could give them the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, <laughs> and they they turn out to not be believers, to walk away, whether prodigal or otherwise. We know that is the case biblically. We yeah. see it. There is no promise that every believer's children will be saved. Yeah. And 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 I think of this flip side. So you have one where in the public school, eight hours a day they're going to school. They're they're hearing all what the world wants, the curriculums that come down from the state. It's all we we know what's in there. Yeah. And and we they're they're in that. They come to youth group, hear the gospel. They're hearing it on church on Sunday. They're hearing it from home, yep. and th- and that's shaping them. Then on the other side, you have well, you're in a Christian school eight hours a day. You're hearing about the Lord, and then you come to youth group, and then you come to Sunday, yeah. and you hear different responses from kids, and I, you know, real responses of, of, you know, I go to school all week. Why do I need to go now? Why do I need to do more? Yeah. You know, it, it, in a sense, we can become so familiar with something that it doesn't make an impact. We can become so desensitized to the truth that we're just fully impacted. So there's no there's no formula on either side yeah. unless the Lord changes the heart right. and changes the sinner's heart, whether you're in a public or private you're not going to be saved and you're not going to, um, you may, the difference may be externally you conform. Yeah. But your heart hasn't changed. And so external conformity without heart change is just hypocrisy. Yeah. So so if we think a one formula is going to just just produce something and we yeah. put all of our hope in that, then if that doesn't come about, our hopes are shattered because we put them in something that's shaky ground. That's right. So that's why I go back to conviction. If you're really convicted by it and you've chosen that as, you know, a husband and wife have chosen that for your child or yep. you're a single parent and that's what you've chosen and and you believe in your heart that's the decision you want to make before the Lord, do it. Oh, yeah. But not with the hope that <laughs> it's going to provide something that one or the other yeah. You know, it's completely opposite. Because right. I, you hear those just extreme arguments on yeah. all the different sides. It, as long as you know that it's no guarantee, right? There's yeah. no guarantee that just because you brought them up in a homeschool setting or in a private Christian school uh, or, you know, whatever that context is, that, that, that somehow there's a guarantee that they're going to be believers and the perfect children and all those things. Okay. There's no guarantee of that. There's no guarantee that if they go to the public school, they're going to be awful, terrible kids either. Yeah. Right. There's no guarantee in that regard. Then again, you've got the the wisdom questions that need to be asked. Yeah. So again, once you get out of this, like you said, this mindset of number one, this, it's a sin to do or not do. And then you go out of that mindset of it's a guarantee to do or not to. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that's really important that it's not a guarantee one way or the other. Now you can get into some of the wisdom questions, right? Okay. Let, let's talk through that. What are the wisdom questions? Mm-hmm. Are they going to be exposed to some things that could be a big problem for them? Yeah. I think the answer is yes. They're, they will be exposed sooner than in other settings. 
and and it makes you think though because you do bring up a a, a, a specific uh, you know or you do bring up a good point are they watching videos mm-hmm. so you could make the same you can make an argument that if if you've opened up access to youtube or tiktok mm-hmm. instagram any of the social media yep. they may be exposed to something even darker than what the schools are exposing them to sure and they may be getting the exposure and so exposure is going to happen yeah we know it's going to happen we know some of the things that come out of the public school exposure and when it comes and we're given some options to say we'd like to not have them participate in in when they talk about sexuality yep. you can pull them out of those conversations now if the state says no we demand and we're own, we're requiring and you cannot get any outs like if they get to the point where it becomes um they take things away from the parents then mm-hmm. there's a wisdom issue of okay we're having an issue if, if we can't work with you and yep. you're going to uh, go against even our consciences then then i'm going to apply my wisdom and say well, we're not going uh, to participate, but I still think there's a, there's still some freedom. Now it is moving in the direction of remove parental authority, right? Sure. If you want to change your gender, you don't have to tell your parents. Yeah. The school wants to protect the child. Now I understand there are some really awful parents that would, would hurt their children if they found out. That, right. Yeah. And that's what they're trying to protect. Yeah. But in a sense that that feels like oh you're taking away my parental authority oh, yeah. right and, and look shouldn't we have such relationship with our children that we would be the first person they tell anyway we you know? hope we hope right so that's where the the responsibility with the parents should be it's not the school that's going to make or break it but the way you've engaged with your child and the, your relationship that you're trying to build in christ with your child and even that's not a guarantee yeah and right? i mean you where we're you know, we're, we're, uh, or there was a book I read going public. This was years yeah. ago. And what it we said, read that. did you read yeah. that? Uh-huh. What I remember what it talked about. It said, your school's going for your education and like mathematics, science, history. Mm-hmm. It's not going for the character morality. You teach those at home. That's right. I'm going to have a really hard time teaching some topics to my kids at home because I'm not a history buff. I'm not a science. He asked me questions like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. Science or or now the new common core math. I'm like, that's not how you do math. That's Let me right. show you how to do it. But, <laughs> that's right. but there are certain things that they're learning. They're educating them. Mm-hmm. And then the morals I want our home to be. But I also found that even in some of the school districts, they are communicating morality, which I actually think is really good and i agree with mm. like there are some there is the respect and, and things that we've seen in the schools i'm like good job you guys are really doing well i don't know what school your kids are at no but but there's a sense where we also we also fear the unknown and don't realize that there's believers in schools oh yeah and we found that oh yeah and and they love kids and they're doing good work in there now you know in a private christian school for the most part they normally are believers i think that's a requirement for the most part part, yeah i mean some schools are more open but but it's not it's not a guarantee for the families yes i have heard that one of the things i will share that um that i found as a positive of having my kids in the public school okay because there are some areas of their negative or their challenges you could, but there was the positive part was that the, the, the contrast between believer and unbeliever was made much clearer in the public school mm-hmm. setting. Um, because 
in the private school, private Christian school, you, everyone because it kind of was assumed that they were Christians. But when I found out later on the kind of stuff that some of the students were sharing and spreading oh, to the yeah, kids, I've heard about. it yeah. blew my mind. Yeah. All the things I was worried about for public school <laughs> was actually in first grade already being shared in the private Christian school. And it was like this blurry, is this family Christian? Is this kid a Christian? Can I just trust them? And I, what? You know, in the, in the public school, our kids had to find their Christian friends that were making a stand to even say they were Christian. Yeah. And it was kind of clear uh, kind of contrast there between the believers and the unbelievers. So I thought that was a, a positive actually in our case. And let me, let me throw this one other yeah. thing out, Raj. I do think that we have to know our own children. Yeah. And there are some children that probably should be kept out of the public school. Yeah. And that would be, maybe they're easily influenced and, and it would just be too hard on them. And I think that's a right decision that a parent makes to say, no, I'm going to put them in private or homeschool them. I think that that there is no one size fits all. Yep. I think wisdom tells us, look, look, if a family spends, you know, beyond their means by putting their kids in private school and destroys their life in other ways, that would be a problem. Yeah. Okay. That's a wisdom question. Sometimes we just can't afford to put them in the private school. Maybe then you can homeschool them. Okay. But what if the both parents had to work? Okay. In California, it's hard not to. Mm -hmm. So maybe everyone just needs to move. Okay. Maybe that's true. <laughs> I don't think that's biblically uh, the right thing necessarily, but, but you see that slippery slope. It creates a law for everybody. That's right. Here's how you need to live your life. Yeah. And we don't allow people to honor the Lord with their own circumstances and their own decisions, That's but right. we create a mini law for them to live up to into that standard, which brings condemnation and guilt that is from man and not from the scriptures. That's right. And that's, that's where the slippery slope goes in these debates yeah. that we're so triggered by so quickly and not to include that whenever you see something in the media about schooling, it's just, it's inaccurate and just blown out of proportion yeah many times and look we could find so there there are parents that put their kids in either private or public school out of fear that homeschooling won't their kids won't get into college they yeah. won't, so fear can be on either end of this oh thing, yeah right it's true and and i think that we have to go wait a minute we know people that were in homeschool situations that are going to fantastic graduate programs medical school and otherwise we know that that's Definitely possible. We know kids in private schools that have gone to great colleges too. Okay. Private Christian schools. Sometimes people go, oh, those aren't great schools. And okay. We know people in public schools that have turned out to be Christ centered in every possible way, love Jesus, want to serve. So let's get that out of the way. All of these are legitimate possibilities. Yeah. And I think that it, it's kind of grounded in, okay. I know my own kids. I know my own circumstances. I need to think wisely and carefully. Some have the means to send their kids to private school and their kids probably would do better because of private school. And yet they send their kids to public school because they, they're greedy for money. Hmm. That's wrong, right? Yeah. Like we, we could come up with so many possibilities that are sin or not sin issues for, but it's not just should they go to private, public, or homeschooling? I think there's so many more, you know, so many other issues involved. Yeah. I don't know if that make, makes sense, but yeah. I, yeah, I was thinking socializing, socialization. 
if you're going to put your kid in a homeschool situation, what do we find that all these parents do? They find ways to have their kids socialize yeah. with in, in other settings, mm-hmm. whether it's youth group or co-ops, or sports in the private schools and public schools. Okay, so these are the these are the considerations. I think of their spiritual well being. I think of their physical well being. I think of their social well being. I think of the influences that are involved. You have to consider these things. And at the end of the day, the reality is parents still have the greatest influence on their kids. That's right. No matter how much time they spend in school. That's right. And whatever choice you make, you still have the biggest impact. And that's most important. However, you're bringing them up to not lose sight of your responsibility to be a parent throughout all of those years to help walk with them through whichever choices you've made for them. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting, Roger, because, um, there is no guarantee, like you said, in, in any of these circumstances, that's just not how the Christian life is led. There's no guarantee except those who put their faith in Christ will Mm -hmm. not be ashamed. And the, the rest of this is, you know, we pray for wisdom. We pray for, uh, strength to do the right thing as best we can. We pray that we would have the wisdom to share Christ well, answer questions well. I was telling you, Roger, you know, uh, I, I've had, you know, middle of the night conversations <laughs> with my kids even recently, right? Are we available for those? Are we, are we, you know, and even those we're going to mess up. Yeah. Uh, grace, grace, God's grace. That's what we need <laughs> throughout it all. That's right. Yeah. So now that we solved the debate, we hope at least it lessened the triggers the next time instead of being triggered by this uh, topic, you'll have more uh, uh, of a concern for others and re- uh, respect and honor yeah. and more questions rather than responses, asking questions of others and, and respecting their, their choices and their convictions that they've made and that uh, we all would look to the Lord with whatever decision that we're making um, and and trust him with the education of our kids and then ultimately how the Lord will use their lives in whatever way he chooses. So we hope you enjoyed this episode. If we have any listeners left, if we've lost our entire audience now, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed. Share, share the podcast with others. You can rate us on iTunes or Spotify or any of the other um, uh, apps you're using to find our podcast. If you have any feedback, want to send us any questions, uh, you can reach us at feedback at rodandstaff.org and we hope you will join us next time. If you enjoyed this episode of the Rod and Staff podcast, please subscribe and share with others. For more information or to contact the host with questions or comments, please send email correspondence to feedback at rodnstaff.org that is feedback at rod the letter n staff.org